Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Cecile Raynor, an Alexander Technique teacher in Boston, Massachusetts. She's been teaching for about 20 years with a wide range of students, <coughs> and uh, we're going. She she also has produced a CD to help uh, students or really anybody. Um, uh, to do something that well, she calls it active resting. Sometimes it's called constructive rest. Sometimes it's called Alexander lying down. Um, it, it goes by different names, but it's basically a very specific way to lie down that can have a lot of beneficial effects. And we're going to talk a little bit about that um, process and uh, but I'd like to and so Cecile, welcome to the show. Thank you, Robert. Uh, could you begin by just giving our listeners a short description of the Alexander technique? All right. Um, uh, the Alexander technique is a mind-body approach to reclaiming effortless postural balance. Um, and free, uh, freer movement by freeing ourselves from harmful habitual patterns of body and mind. Right, and um, constructive rest or or active, active. resting, what, what, however we want to call it, <coughs> um, seems in some ways to be a kind of a retreat from activity. That is, if the Alexander technique is about how we do things. Um, active rest is, uh, I guess you could almost say, uh, about how we don't do anything or not anything obvious, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Well, it, I mean, it's interesting. I always find that um, some students take to it really quickly. They love it right away. And those who need it the most are the ones who have trouble finding the time yes. or they find the time and they fidget. They just can't sit lay still and so that's an interesting um, aspect which shows how it really challenges our habitual pattern when it comes to activity so maybe what we what would be good it would be for you to give a short description of what is involved with active rest or constructive rest Mm -hmm. um, well, again, there's there's different aspects. There's the fact that when we're laying down, um, you know, the the I always explain the physical part how um, the disc between the vertebrae expand. Uh, there's like a liquid going to it as we're resting, and and they expand, and it naturally makes the spine lengthen and the back lengthen and widen and. Um, and, and they expand not just in length but in width so the little muscle along the spine are happy and then the big muscle are happy and before we know it the whole posture reorganizes itself without us having to do anything and um, except maybe at the beginning be clear about how how much uh, headrest to put under the head so that the head is neither falling back nor overstretch up or forward and up um, and and how to find a balance between the um, you know with the knees bent and the feet flat <clears throat> so that we're not holding them in place um, often I tell my students to maybe bring their knees to their chest and roll side to side for a second and then bring their feet one at a time down 
<clears throat> so that uh, their lower back, not with the intention of forcing a lengthening, but just um, priming the lower back to relax through active resting. Um, and so, so that's the physical part. It's going to help the body go back into a better posture. The, the floor is guiding the skeleton as to reorganize itself um, and being open and, and out. Um, but, of course, then there's the other dimension. You know, before you get to the other dimension, yeah, I yeah, think it yeah. would be good to say a little bit about uh, just describe the lying down position a little more. Basically, you're lying on your back on a mm -hmm. firm surface. Mm -hmm. Could be the floor, could be a carpeted floor, could even be um, a fairly firm massage table. A lot of Alexander teachers mm -hmm. work with students in that position on a table. So there is, as you say, some support under the head and and you described uh, what the what considerations there are for that. And then um, the, I believe the, the version of, there are a number of versions of, uh, of active rest or constructive rest in terms, they all involve having your knees elevated relative to your hips. I guess the classic version is you're lying down and your knees are bent and your feet are flat on the floor. Mm -hmm. And of course, you have to make sure that there's enough friction between the soles of your feet and the surface you're on that you're not going to be sliding forward all the time. Yeah. So it may mean putting on a different <laughs> pair of socks or whatever. Um, so that's the classic uh, version of it. And then other versions would have you put a bolster of some kind under your knees mm. and then that eliminates any effort that you have to make uh it's it's somewhat less challenging or or um putting your lower legs on a couch or something like that mm -hmm. to get the, again to have your the key there is to have your knees elevated and to put yourself in a situation where there's really nothing that you have to do to be there and yet you're conscious yeah and but um every time i mean i encourage people to really give it a good try to have their feet flat on the on the ground but by moving their heels um slightly to to um to find a balance point you know mm -hmm. um just because i think if people can do that, um, they also have a chance to release through their ankles and feet in a way similar to uh, sitting at a chair or standing. And I believe that they, every time they release through their ankles and feet that way, they're also uh, uh, making their postural mechanism more alive. <laughs> so, um, Right. So you're I, you're yeah. introducing an element that is <clears throat> having the feet on the soles of the feet on the ground and some weight coming onto them mm -hmm. a little bit uh, echoes standing or even sitting exactly so r real life activities whereas uh, the bolster approach or the couch approach um, it, it really takes you uh, as far from any activity uh, any active activity as it's exactly. possible to get. And uh, I, I have to say my own personal preferences for the 
the zero work one, but that <laughs> may that may reflect uh, inherent laziness on my part. <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, e- either way, either way that you do it, yes. you're putting yourself in a situation where you're doing either no work at all or very little work, mm-hmm. and um, and yet you're um, you're mentally present. Mm-hmm. And that's a pretty unusual situation to be in for most people. I mean, most people, uh, they could be lying in bed and not doing anything, but they're usually, um, they usually go to sleep fairly soon, so they're no longer conscious. Yeah. yeah. And the, it's the consciousness that really makes a huge difference here, that yeah. you're aware you can, uh, after you uh, do this for a bit. You could do some Alexander self-directing to enhance the process. But even just being in that position, not knowing anything about the Alexander technique can be pretty helpful too. Yeah, and I, one thing we didn't talk about is also what we do with our arms. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I know that a lot of people when they're resting, especially if they tend to do yoga, mm-hmm. they might have their arms laying on the side mm-hmm. with with the palm on the floor and I I usually encourage people not to do that because I think that it kind of encourages the rotation of the shoulders in when you rest like that so I tell people that if they want their arms out they should have them out to the side in whatever angle is comfortable but with the palm up or from the elbow bend the forearm onto the chest and again find a place where it's comfortable and where the hand, wrist, and forearm are kind of aligned. Um, so I think that's another important mm-hmm. part of the description. So the palms of their hands might be on, somewhere on their torso. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, one of the things that when I talk to students about about this, um, I often uh, describe it as a all the things that you said, the little discs between mm-hmm. the vertebrae or fluid. And I, 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 I also um, typically will ask a student when they're lying down, do they, do, do they know that they're taller in the morning than at night? <laughs> and I have discovered that the world is divided into two groups. Oh, really? <laughs> One group knew about it all you know from childhood and another group has never heard of it and often finds it a little difficult to believe Uh so i i tell i tell my new students go home measure your height late at night and first thing in the morning and see what you find out and of course most people are you know half an inch taller some people Mm -hmm. even more Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's that very um, absorbing of fluids and the release that comes with that. But I also point out that doing Alexander lying down is kind of uh, the next step up from just plain old lying down. Exactly. You know, it actually <laughs> kind of telescopes the process a, a little bit. Yeah. And um, there's another thing that came back to my mind, which is I also mentioned that um, gravity... Uh, when we're laying down like this, gravity is what helps our shoulders release back mm-hmm. and out. Absolutely. You know, and we don't have to push our uh, shoulders back or anything. They're going to naturally go back and out. And um, and I tell people that one, um, what we're doing when we're doing active resting is what we want to be doing when we're standing or sitting, encouraging us to release 
back and out and, and into length. And so anyway, it's just a way to describe what we're looking for when we're standing or sitting or walking. Um, and, um, and and typically um, uh, when you're lying down, the, the little bump on the back of your head, occiput, is resting somewhere in the center of whatever surface you're using to rest your head on. Usually mm -hmm. Alexander teachers like to use books a lot. And if you then trace a line along the back of of your neck or your, mm -hmm. the person's neck who's lying down, it, it's pretty pretty clear that everything, the entire neck and even some of the vertebrae below the neck are typically sort of suspended in space. There's a mm -hmm. gap between them and the surface yes. of the floor. Mm -hmm. And as you say, gravity is operating in a, in, at a 90 degree angle on those uh, on on your spine compared to what it normally is and is in fact encouraging if you are let's say if you are tightening your neck mm -hmm. which is pretty darn common in the yeah. world <laughs> if that's what you're doing uh gravity is acting in a way to encourage a release of that tension without mm -hmm. you actually doing anything or even necessarily thinking anything. Exactly. You can just be there and there's gravity helping you to release the very tension that we Alexander Technique teachers are a bit fixated on, which is neck, <laughs> neck tension because, because it's so important for, for our overall functioning. Yeah. And, and that's why, you know, I, I, um, I, I had mentioned earlier that um, I, I heard of students who inherited my CD and practice even though they never had Alexander and they used to have tension in their neck and lower back and, and just doing active resting cleared some of that enough. It totally took the edge off and uh, mm -hmm. they didn't know anything about the technique. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing that something that simple can do so much. <laughs> in a way, it's almost uh, too simple for people to appreciate. I, a lot of times people will say, oh, the, just lying like that's going to help me out. I, you know, there, there's a certain level of skepticism. Mm -hmm. I actually had a student who had been coming for lessons on and off over a period of three or four years. And uh, she was at a workshop where I was demonstrating uh, the lying down position before a group of people. And I was going on about some of the kind of things that we've just been talking about. And mm -hmm. the next time I saw her uh, in a private lesson, we did a little table work, and she said, you know, I always thought you were, I, I, I didn't think you really meant it when you said I should lie down every day for 15 or 20 minutes. Oh, wow. I thought, I thought it was just something you said. And I said, well, you know, I said, really, you thought I just kind of made that up? And she said, no, I didn't know about that. But she, it, it, it kind of dawned on her that this actually uh, was an incredibly useful investment in, in time to do that, a mm -hmm. mm -hmm. few minutes a day. Yeah. And uh, another thing I want to add is that sometimes students who already have a, a, a meditation practice, um, you know, it's hard for everybody to find time to do everything. So 
they're always asking me, can I do this instead of my uh, meditation, my sitting practice? Mm -hmm. And I tell them that absolutely that can totally be um, um, a meditation and um, or they could choose it, choose to do 10 minutes of that and then 10 minutes of sitting. This way they'll be in a better place to sit. So there's a variety of ways to doing it, but definitely active resting has that dimension. It's not just to rest the body. It's not just to realign the body. It's also to quiet the mind and it's also to develop mindfulness. And, and so whether uh, we, we do that with that intention or whether we're going to be listening to some music or whatever, that's going to also affect the, uh, the extent of, uh, of the benefit. Um, but uh, we can listen to music and still benefit on a physical level. Um, uh, but if we, I think if we want to turn it into a meditation, then practicing mindfulness, which is to be aware of what we do while we do it. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's interesting. I, I had a, a student who found it very difficult to um, be in one place for that mm-hmm. length of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was somewhat of a type A personality. And, you know, she just, the idea of be, being still yeah doing doing essentially nothing for for 10 minutes was just was very challenging for her but she also was very interested in the dalai lama and yeah. <laughs> she so she came up with a solution for her which was to mm-hmm. listen to tapes or, sure. or CDs or whatever of the dalai lama's lectures and talks as as her quote activity while she was lying down and she said you know after i did that a few times i could lie down for 15 minutes it was no problem at all and it was really enjoyable and i felt so much better when i got up exactly and you know other people do listen to meditation tape i mean i tell them whatever takes them to do it (laughs) to start with is is fine especially if it's connected to what they're doing um and uh, definitely, med- it's definitely a med- meditation practice. Um, and I know I had a thought that crossed yeah. my mind, and it it is, it it's zipped right by, but it'll come back maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, we. It might be interesting just to say how this position originated. Uh, are you familiar with the at least the version I've heard of Alexander, uh, the developer of our work? He would work with students, and then. I guess the way in which he taught in the early days, it kind of uh, people would come out of a lesson they want to lie down for a little while. They were kind of <laughs> yeah. kind of yeah. worn, worn out from all that new way of moving and yeah, and so I remember on. that from the training. <laughs> right, and um, and Alexander, being the kind of guy he was, he he had a, a kind of a couch or some kind of a couch in his outer office, and he would see these students. Uh, having emerged from his office lying down on the couch and he thought well why waste that time so he would he got some of his assistants to work with them a little bit while they were lying down oh no i never heard yeah and that's actually the origin of uh at least as i heard it the origin of alexander table work wow yeah so thank you for sharing (laughs) 
Anyway, well, maybe this is a good place to bring our conversation to an end. Um, okay. So uh, my guest today has been Cecile Raynor, who's an Alexander Technique teacher in uh, Boston, Massachusetts. And she uh, has also produced a CD, uh, which is available from her website, that will uh, guide you through the uh, process of active rest or constructive rest, however we want to call it, or Alexander lying down. Um, her, we'll put a link to her website by the interview. If anything that we've been talking about interests you and you want to explore having Alexander lessons and you live in the Boston area, be sure to get hold of her from her website where you can order the CD through her website. And if you live anywhere else in the world, we'll have a, a link to a site where you can learn more about the Alexander Technique. And we'll also put a link to a page on that site that is devoted entirely to the, the whole uh, to Alexander Constructive Rest. And that uh, site will also enable you to find a teacher anywhere in the world. Cecile, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. Robert.